0: this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine hello and welcome to flourish with me tiffany boyd this is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention i'm a mom to three beautiful boys a wife a friend an entrepreneur and so many other things When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission, or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. everybody and welcome back to the Flourish Podcast, a show where we discover what it means to live with intention. And today the podcast is all about what it means to be intentional. And this is where Flourish was born. Intention is everything. I can't express that enough. And as I sat down to record this, I actually had to take a moment and a deep breath because I have probably close to a thousand thoughts circling around my brain around some of the reflections and insight and theory and emotional techniques that I want to share about this topic because it is so huge and so important that I didn't even know how or where to get started. But when something's that big and that important, the point is to get started and have the conversation. And I think what we'll find is that this is likely a topic that is going to resurface and resurface and resurface because the act of being intentional is a lifelong practice. It's not a one and done. It's not a write a list and you're good for life. It's a every morning when you wake up, You have to choose what you want out of that day. You have to actively participate. You have to actively take steps and actions towards those goals, towards those intentions. And that is exactly what being intentional means. It is about taking responsibility, about taking accountability for who you want to be, how you want to show up, and what you want out of life. And it's an incredibly empowering place to be and if you're on the sort of the the starting point or the beginning of the journey around wanting to sort of wake up and start choosing the life that you want to live then then being intentional can be an incredibly overwhelming and scary thing and you know, it's one of those things where hindsight is 2020. And when I made this decision in a real way, uh, a few years ago, when my dad passed, I found it incredibly overwhelming because it was a question I hadn't really asked myself. And I don't think I'm alone. What do you want out of life? How do you want to feel? We are so busy in the day to day. And especially as we become adults, especially as we become parents, especially as we have careers, especially as we have mortgages that we just get so busy with the doing that it becomes the predominant theme in our life. And then that doing becomes the goal. And how are we doing the doing better? But that's just a default. That's just landing in a state of autopilot, that's habituating all of a sudden to the things that need to get done as being your routine and being your habit and becoming your life. And you start to add up those things and that becomes who you are. That becomes your identity. That becomes what you can expect. And if those things that you've habituated to, that perhaps you haven't actively chosen, are not it for you? If it's not enough for you, then choose. I'm gonna do things differently. I'm gonna start actively participating in what I want out of life. I'm going to start living with intention. Now, it took me, and I'm not um, not joking when I say this. It took me three years to genuinely answer that question, and eventually I actually ended up working with a coach and I wish I'd done it three years ago because it's, it's work like living with intention. There's the theory and there's the intellectual side and there's the academic side around what it means. And that's naturally actually where my head goes. And the reality of it is that's a piece of it, but the bulk of it is in the emotional work that you need to do to actually step into what that means. And so I'm gonna give you a little bit of the theory to explain the emotional side of um, how our identity ends up getting wrapped into who we want to be and how it sometimes prevents us from moving into where we want to go. And once we start to understand these patterns, once we understand and can start to relate and identify these things, then we can start to do that emotional work so that we can start to feel better. So we can start to resonate to where we want to be. And this is very consistent with the, um, with the practice of manifestation. It's work that you need to do in your business. It's work that you need to do in your personal life. If you want different outcomes, you need to go through and dig in and do this deep shadow work. This deep, hard, emotional work, it will probably bring you to tears. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of my own journey and some of the revelations so you can see an example of what it actually looks like. And um, I'm going to get vulnerable with you today. And I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) No promises. So there is a scale. It's funny, today I was actually using it uh, with a group and um, it's the emotional, um, emotional vibrational scale. And I'll, that's not the name of it, but it's something to that effect. I'll tag it in, in the show notes so that you can look it up. But what it is, is a scale of, um, I think one to 10 or one to 11. And one is where you are feeling phenomenal. You're self-actualized. You are living your best life. And what I want to say about level one is that That is always evolving. As you grow, evolve as a human, that one can get bigger and better. So, if you have a limiting belief or you're afraid that you're already there and there's nothing more, let go of that because I see that come up too. One can just keep getting better. So, don't put a cap on it. And at the very bottom, uh, there's depression, sadness, guilt. And then in between, there's a spectrum of things, uh, one, two, three, four, um, where, you know, you're feeling good, you're hopeful, you're optimistic. Um, And then down below, you've got things like overwhelm, fear, anxiety, uh, lack of sense of self-worth, all of those things. And the reality is, as humans, we're going to oscillate between all of these all of the time. But the exercise that I did today that I want to share with you that was really, really powerful was actually going and looking at what's the one that's holding me back that I default to the most? What is that big thing? And at first, I had some resistance because I wanted to just get into the where do I need to go? And I'm often there. And I, had to actually genuinely acknowledge the question and acknowledge what is that thing. And for me, it really related to the sense of worthiness. And I've talked about worthiness on the podcast, so it might not be a surprise to you. But if I look at it, and this is also, you know, inner child work and shadow work that needs to happen. And it's stuff sometimes we take for granted because it is our reality. We don't even realize that it's not a self-actualized version of where we can be. We don't realize it's not normal. We just think it's how it is. We start to accept it as fact. And that's a good sign that we need to start to reprogram reprogram our mind, rewire our brain so that we can start to look at these things differently. But what I would say with worthiness is, and I was asked a few questions. It's like, do you you not think what you have to offer is good or your content? And I said, no, none of that. I feel very confident in those things because I know intellectually, uh, based on the research and all of those things that it's credible, it's good, it's researched, it's hours and hours and hours of deep diving, uh, and cross-referencing multiple sources. Like I'm confident in the credibility, the reliability, the efficacy. I've seen how it works, but it's about my own worthiness. It's somehow about me showing up and presenting it compared to someone else. And that person would instantly be more credible. doesn't matter who they are. It's just a mistaken belief. It's something that I've identified with for a really long time. And, you know, I need to do some work to uncover where that comes from. Um, And it will show up and it will show up in my business and it will show up in my personal life until I choose to work on it. And so when you're working through who and how you want to be and what you want out of life, you need to do some of this deep work. You need to start to look at, you know, what am I allowing my identity to resonate with that I don't want it to be. And if you've listened to me before, you've heard me talk about the fact that identifying with a single thing I feel is very limiting And when you get stuck, what ends up happening is that starts to become your identity in the sense that that's how you're showing up. That's where your energy is vibrating. That's your default. And it shows up in lots of different ways. And I've seen it over and over and over again, because we become addicted to these things because it is our body's way and our brain's way and our ego's way of keeping us safe. We understand it. We know it. We've done it. We've lived it. We're continuing to survive with it. Therefore, it's what we gravitate towards. And it's how we're wired. It's evolution. And that's, you know, as we're trying to grow and evolve and we're stepping into the unknown, that's a really, really scary place. Even if it's going to an unknown good place, it's still unknown. And so it's helpful to know That your brain and your body and your nervous system is wired to keep you safe. Your ego is going to step in there and say, "Mm -mm, I don't think so. I don't care if it sounds good. This is what we know. It's safe. We're going back right to that. And so there are a lot of systems and habituations within your body that are going to keep bringing you back to that thing. And that thing slowly becomes your identity and it's not serving you. And so you have to uncover what that thing is and intentionally choose something different. And so why I'm sharing this with you is because sometimes I think when we talk about intention setting or living intentionally, we very quickly get caught in you know, the list of things and often they're material things. Like I want to buy a new home. I want to find my dream home. I want to pay off my mortgage. I want a new car. I want, you know, a number of things and they're goals that you're working towards. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of those things. They're all great things. And it's good to assert those goals. Um, but there's more, there is the intention around how you want to feel every day how you want to show up and the reality is even if you already feel really good in order to get to some of those material or physical things that you're setting your intention around or that list of things there are actions that you need to take of course aligned actions being in alignment but the bulk of the work is emotional it's shadow work it's inner child work and it's rewiring and I've talked about it in different contexts and using different modalities to explain it. Um, it's, uh, we've talked about it in manifestation. It's the same thing. And so what you attract, what you are, not what you want. And so what you are is how you're vibrating, how you're resonating. And I'll often say to people, the, your business is a reflection of your resonance. You are your strongest asset in your business, where you're resonating, how you're vibrating is what you can expect to attract. If you're looking to attract clients, you're going to attract clients that match where you're at. And so if there's something that isn't working in who you're attracting, you're not getting your ideal client, then you need to look inside and say, What work do I need to do to embody the energy to vibrate and resonate at the level of the sort of person that I want to attract? And this is linked back to being intentional. It's choosing to do that work, it's choosing to not identify with what's holding you back. And all of these things are so interconnected but they are not linear. There's no step-by-step guide. There's no do one, then go to two, then go to three, then go to four. If you've got four, then go to five. It's circular. It's all over the map. And it is about tuning in to where you're at and understanding all of these things and showing up every day and choosing to do the work, choosing to say, who do I want to be? What kind of impact do I want to have in the world and what do I need to do it? What's holding me back? How do I work through that so I can change this for myself? And I think a really great question that was posed to me that was very, very helpful and profound, and it was a journal prompt is, what is it costing me to not address this? What is it costing me to not live intentionally? What is it costing me to not deal with my own sense of lack of self-worth? What does that mean? You know, and as I reflected on it, for me, the big, big thing is it's costing my emotional freedom. It's, it's wasting my time. It's wasting other people's time When it's something that's getting in the way of allowing us to show up and have the impact that we want to have. But the biggest thing for me was what am I modeling for my kids? What am I showing them? And how is that going to impact their future? And you can't put a price tag on that. And as a parent, that's my responsibility. And that's, you know... So much of parenting is about doing your own work so that you can show up in the way that they need. If you want a calm household, you have to have a calm, a calm energy. You have to have a calm resonance, a calm heart and soul, and you have to create the environment that you want. You can't just tell your kids to be calm and be freaking out inside, um, or yell at them to be calm. It doesn't work. We all know that we've all tried, (laughs) you know? I need you to be quiet as you yell at them to be quiet. Um, and the same is true. If I want my kids to grow up with a strong sense of self-worth, I have to show them what that means. and I'm not that that is a cost that I am not willing to pay. And so you need to start looking at what is what is the cost of not showing up as your highest version of yourself. And so in terms of what this actually translates to, and how you actually start to begin this work. I think it's a number of things. First off, you really do have to sit down and have a come to Jesus or whatever your equivalent is and do that reflection on where am I at in life and is it where I want to be? Did I choose this? Am I on autopilot? Did society say I should want it and I've been drinking the Kool-Aid or is there something different for me that would actually be better? And that's really scary to admit. It really is, especially if it's not something you've done before and it's uncomfortable to to start to prioritize yourself and, you know, expect that all of that discomfort is going to come up because There's also a bit of grief and there's a bit of defensiveness that might come up. If you've been living your whole life a certain way, you've invested a lot of energy in creating that, that life, that existence, those norms, those patterns. And so there's, there's grief in letting go of what's known. There's grief in the time that perhaps you've wasted when you could have been living differently. And sometimes there's defensiveness. You want to defend where you're at. You want to suggest I've put in all of this energy and, you know, you can get stuck in it. And so pay attention if any of that is coming up for you, because if it is, then just go a little bit deeper and ask yourself some more questions. Maybe look at the scale and look at uh, the emotional resonance scale and look at, am I defaulting back to that pattern, back to that place? Because it's comfortable and safe. Is my ego interjecting itself and trying to keep me safe, but it doesn't actually serve me. So just keep an open mind and an open heart and then start to think about what does this actually cost me to stay here? Because it's easier. It's totally easier. And that can be a choice and that can be intentional. And then you need to understand what those costs are. And if you choose them, that's okay. Okay. You know, no matter what you choose, it's okay. There's no right or wrong. It's about what's right for you. And it might be that you're in so much overwhelm that you can't make a massive shift. And that might be where you resonate to. And I think that's where a lot of busy women resonate to is that sense of overwhelm. And so then the question is, how can I feel 1% better? How can I not be in so much overwhelm? Because the next thing that we do is, let me just pick an all or nothing. And if I can't do it all, then I'm doing nothing. And the reality is, it's not that at all. It's, how do I feel 1% better today? And then tomorrow, how do I feel 1% better today? And then the next day, how do I feel 1% better today? And that's how you get to where you want to go. And you'll be surprised how that work adds up. And I think that people want, we all want massive transformation in a fast way. That's why we want to buy the pill or, you know, drink the green juice or do the thing. And the reality is, just like your body and conditioning, it takes time. Just like a diet, it takes time. Transitioning yourself into a new version of you that's more intentional and more aligned is also going to take time and energy. And so many of us are caught up in the highs that we get with some of the drama that we, um, the drama sometimes that we ascribe to, or some of the payoffs, although negative that we get by bouncing back or defaulting back to those limiting beliefs or that, you know, default emotional state that we hold that we're getting that instant dopamine hit to go back and everything in our body is telling us to stay safe, go back, come on, you know it's good over here. It's like the devil and the angel on your shoulder. And so being prepared that it's a journey and that it is so worth it, but it's going to be hard and then you're not, you're not so shaken when something comes up you're not afraid of failing because you set yourself up to get there instantly. And what starts to happen is you do start to feel a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And all of a sudden, sort of that tidal wave, if it's a wave about to crest, all of a sudden the wave comes over and at the white cap curls and you're on the other side. And it happens, but it's about sticking through it. And There's something about the journey and sticking through it and saying, I'm worth it and continuing to show up for yourself, even when it's hard, that when you get there, it's so much sweeter. Mm -hmm. And so often when we get bored, that's often where the hardest work shows up because it's not flashy. It's not exciting. There's no adrenaline anymore and you're just in the work of it. And if you can stick through that that wave will crest, you'll crest the top of the mountain and you'll see the other side. And just like a race or a long hike, you know, the journey while you're in it, you're like, I am never doing this. I'm going to quit. You're talking yourself out of it. You know, you're doing a, a half marathon and you're on kilometer, I don't know, 10, the adrenaline of the start is gone. You're only halfway. You still have to go as long as you've gone already. And the next 10 kilometers is you having this mental conversation with your, with yourself saying, this is stupid. What do I have to prove? It doesn't matter. I should just quit. I'm fit. That's the goal. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. This is hard. I don't like it. And on you go for the next 10 kilometers. Then then you finish. And the instant you're done, you're like, that was the best thing ever. I can't wait to do this again. And it's because you push through that discomfort, you worked through that hard stuff, that when you get to the end, it is so much better. It is the same with being intentional and sticking through and doing the work. And so at the start, you certainly need to assert um, sort of what are those high level things? And there are specific tools and exercises that I work with um, that I use when I work with women. To help to really dig into getting clear on what that looks like and what those things are and how to truly understand if it's aligned or not. And then, so there's the, the sort of like the high level practice of getting clear on what you want out of life and it's your roadmap. It's kind of creating that North Star of where you're going to go and you need that. Otherwise, you're going to be 80 and be like, shit where am i cuz i didn't even you know i didn't have a map with a destination i just kind of ended up here and you don't want to be that woman you want to be the woman that lived her life every single day choosing it you want to show up for your kids you want to show up for your community you want to show up for your family i know you do or you wouldn't be listening you want to have an impact i know that about you so there's the big the big effort of sort of that high level intention setting about what you want out of life You know, what are the things, what are the emotions, what are the experiences, who do you want to be, what is the impact that you want to have in the world? And then there's the grind, there's the fucking grind. And that's where, when you wake up in the morning and you're tired and your kids are yelling and you have to make them lunch and you have to get them on the school bus and you have to do all the things that you have to show up and say, who do I want to be? And what do I want out of life? And what are the steps that I need to take today to get to where I'm going? And, you know, those become, you know, you can break them down into little practical habits and exercises. You can, you know, reflect on what you wanted the next day as you're going to bed the night before you can do some journaling. Um, for me and my personality type, what I like to do the first moment I have some calm at the start of my day, after the chaos of the morning rush is to actually do a brain dump of all the things and do a reflection on where I'm trying to go, what the highest impact actions I can take towards that are, the things that I just have to get done, like insurance or groceries or all of those things. And then I actually schedule my day. I will actually then take that chaotic mess that was my brain. I'll have done the reflection around what's the highest impacts what's the highest impact actions I can take today. And then I look at my time and I'll write a schedule from 9 to 915 following up on emails from 9.15 to whatever doing this. And I make sure that I create time and space for taking care of myself. I've made a commitment to be active. So I will schedule time in for that. And I'm very realistic about it. And if I can't get everything done, it's not that it was a failure. If my timelines were off, it's fine. But I know I was tracking to where I was creating time and space in my life for the things that mattered in order to get them done. And the next day I'll do the same thing and I'll pick up anything that I missed from the day before and I carry it forward, but I'm doing that reflection around what's the highest impact thing I can have or do to get to where I want to go. What are the things and where's the resistance coming up for me? And part of why I do the scheduling and create space is that I can track my progress and that's important and helpful for me, uh, it holds me accountable throughout the day because I know where I'm at relative to where I want to go. And sometimes, you know, it's that mindlessness that takes all of our time. And this is a big one I hear from people. I don't have any time. And I've had the question and like, how do you do all the things that you do? How do you do it all? And it's just because I choose it because I've chosen that I want to live intentionally and so I have made the time for the things that matter. And it does mean that I don't scroll, so- scroll social as much. I am slow to respond to texts and I have decided what is or isn't a priority for me and I'm owning it and it feels really good because it's in alignment with my highest good and where I want to go. And I was very intentional about it. And I do catch myself, like even last night, I, um, I was planning to get up really early this morning and I'll say, that's one of my goals. I really, really, really want to be a member of the 5am club. Um, that's a book if you haven't read it and it's about, you know, successful people get up early and your morning routine has, um, so much impact the success of your day, so starting your day right is so important, and I think that's something that I'm just not nailing right now in life, and I feel like I wake up in chaos with the kids every day, Um, but 5 5 a.m. comes, and it's just so hard, and part of it is I need to be more intentional about the evening. I need to get to bed early so that I can create space for the morning, but I find myself numbing out by, you know, watching Netflix or scrolling social, and so that's work that I need to do if I'm being really truly intentional, why am I letting this numbing out? What am I avoiding that I need to work through so that I can truly get to bed at an hour so that 5 a.m. is a reasonable time to get up? And so there's always work that we need to do, um, but that was time that I was just wasting. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make is that time isn't really an excuse. And if it is an excuse for you, Then start to dig into why. How are you using your time? And could it look different? And if you are really prioritizing living intentionally and those highest impact actions, what are some things that you can do to create some more time? What can you outsource to somebody else to prioritize yourself in your life if there really isn't another minute? How can you not scroll social or numb out? How can you be more efficient with your time? And I'm not a proponent of, you know, it's all work. I think you need to create time for self-care. If you need to take a nap, you take a nap and honor that that's what your body's saying to you. But how do you take accountability and own creating space for all of those things? Because I truly don't believe that time is an issue. I have been as busy as busy can be. And that for the most part has not been a barrier for me. Um, Other things have. And like none is better or worse or there's any judgment attached. But I've worked with people that say time is an issue. And time is just something that they're using as an excuse or I've used as an excuse to not step in, to play small, to go back to that safe space. It's the ego, it's our wiring. And so re-examine, re-examine when your excuses are coming up. Time is just an example. There are several others to determine where are you defaulting back to on that emotional vibrational scale? And how are you allowing that then to become your identity? And how is that not serving you? And what is it costing you? So yes, Living intentionally is about getting clear on where you want to go and taking responsibility, taking accountability for getting there. And what that means is a daily practice, and it's going to look a little bit different for everyone. And it's showing up for yourself, and it's pushing through, even when it's not fun anymore, even when the adrenaline has worn off. And it's continuing to push for a higher and better version of you. And this topic I could go on about honestly for hours, because each part of it, you know, how you tap into your intuition to understand what is truly aligned for you. The shadow work that you do with each of these things is a deep and profound conversation in and of itself. You know, when you're, Determining what living intentionally means for you when you're asserting what those those things are are they about where just getting away from where you are now which is actually just a reflection of feeling stuck or is it truly about where you want to go there's just so much work and so much beauty and so much depth in this in this conversation topic i am doing a free webinar we're actually going to take some of the tools that I use with my clients in my mentorship, in my my mastery mentorship programs, in the Flourishing You programs, and we're going to dive in and do some practical work for intention setting and in allowing your intuition to guide you. So I'll take you through a process of intention setting and then tapping into your intuition to get clear to see if those intentions are in fact aligned to start to create that roadmap for where it is that you want to go with life. So I'd love it if you could join us. It is next week on the 27th. I will put the link to register. It's totally free. There is a short uh, questionnaire when you register and it's really helpful if you fill it out. It's just two questions. But as I get to know each of the women that are registering, it's helping me to understand what you need So that I can tailor because as I've mentioned, this topic is huge and I've already gone in and edited the material just a little bit knowing who's attending and what they're going to need and get most out of it. Um, So please join us. We'd love to have you there. It's going to be fun. It is going to be very practical. We're going to go over some of the theory quickly and then we're getting down to work. So it's going to be very helpful for you as an exercise to do this work. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. And the other thing that I have right now, a few seats available is, uh, an offer for people that aren't quite ready to do the full immersion experience, the full mentorship experience, but you know, know that they want something different. They're looking to change. They're not quite sure they want to dip their toes in the water. Um, but they're not ready to dive in. I'm offering a mini mentorship experience at a fraction of the cost and a fraction of the time for you to see if working on yourself in this way is something that is helpful for you. I am confident that no matter who you are, who, who you are you'll get something out of it, including clarity. And then that clarity will help you make an informed step and inform next action around where you want to go. And so this is just a three-week program. We, we we meet, sorry, I'm tripping all over my words today. I need another coffee. We meet twice a week for 30 minutes, and then you've got Voxer access to me throughout the week. There's a, you know, a lot of work, um, homework, a lot of self-work that you do throughout the week, and I'm there to support and mentor you. We take you through, or I take you through, you know, some of the foundational, um, practices and exercises, same things that you'd see in the full mentorship program, but it's kind of mentorship light because you're going to have less time. That's the biggest thing with me. So again, uh, fraction of the cost, fraction of the time, huge opportunity because you can get clear and test it out. And at minimum. Everyone's going to come out with a lot of clarity after three weeks and you can choose with an informed, um, with an informed sense of where you want to go or what you want to do next or what you need. And that's hugely powerful, but the hugest benefit of it is that you get to where you need to go so much faster in three weeks. We can get through what might take you a year if you were trying to do it on your own. And so there's a huge uh, opportunity cost benefit analysis there. Um, so those you just need to send me an email or a DM and I'll send you the direct link because I'm only offering a few. So reach out directly for that, uh, flourishing lately at GM, gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. And I'm offering them both for personal and business purposes. So when you reach out, Make sure that you indicate if it's for personal or business reasons, and then what I'll do is I'll schedule a 15-minute call with you so we can connect and I can really understand what it is that you're trying to work on, even if it is just trying to get clear on where you want to go, and then we can see if it's a good fit. Thank you, as always, for using and taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time, and spending it here with me, as always. I hope you're flourishing shine. lately This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine